0: Alrighty, guys, I want you to be real, real honest with me. What would you grade the music experience in your gym? Are you still running with the same busted playlist that you've had forever? Are you actually even still using playlists where you're held captive to an entire song one at a time? Then your ass needs to check out Reflex Radio. Reflex Radio provides trainers and gyms the ability to make every workout an experience with curated mixes synced to match the intensity of their planned workouts. It's literally like having an AI DJ that will create mixes based on the flow of your class. Do you have a five-minute warm-up that you need chill, motivating music for, but nothing too intense? And then once you hit the actual high intensity part of the workout, do you want your mix to seamlessly transition to the upbeat, energy-filled tunes to fuel your members through their sweat fest? This is what Reflex Radio can do. You create the flow of your class via custom time domains, assign the flex level to match the intensity of that part of class, hit a button, and boom, you've got a perfectly curated mix made for your specific class flow. Guys, I'm telling you, this is going to change the music game as it is seen in our industry, and I highly recommend you head over to ReflexRadio.com, Reflex-Radio.com. Go to the top, register. You get two weeks for free to try this out and see if this doesn't enhance your in-class experience. Don't say I've never done anything for you guys. Go check them out, reflex-radio.com. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast, and I want to talk about the role of cash flow, or how maybe you should be thinking of cash flow and cash management through the various stages of your microchip. Now, there's a few caveats to this because it's it's really impossible for me to do this that really works for everybody, right? That's why if you ever need like a specific cash flow strategy or something, you like we get on a call or you hire insight tax or whatever it may be and we discuss it. But I think this is going to cover most of you, but there's a caveat. Number one, this is going to be for uh, mom and pop independently owned shops, So not a franchise, not maybe a licensed model, because that's essentially a mom and pop shop. They're just paying for a mark. But no franchise models um, or highly capitalized startups. So that would be like, you know, you went ahead and you 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 had two mil or something like that to start up your location because you got a bunch of private equity. Okay. So if you take those two off the table, franchises and highly capitalized startups, uh, if you fall, if you're not those two, then this will probably relate to you to some degree. So, in the infancy stage of your business, right, the startup phase, you're, you know, you've got a lease, you bought some equipment, you're probably the only employee, and you're slowly working on building up that membership base. You need to anticipate that all cash flow coming in needs to probably be reinvested back into the business. Now, when you open up, some people bootstrap and buy the, you know, the minimum viable product, the minimum amount of viable equipment, and then they grow their equipment with their membership base. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think now in 2021, like the cost of the equipment and what you need is so much lower. Like I had a guy send me over his equipment list for a brand new location. We're talking like 120 grand. And he's got like, Just, you know, he's got 30 bar, like 30 men's bars, barbells and 30 women's barbells and 15 training. I'm just like, bro, you're, um, you're buying way too much food when you only got two buddies coming over to eat. Does that make sense? So anyway, I I think right now people are way smarter. I mean, especially with like products like the torpedo, um, utilizing gymnastics rings or, uh, you know, uh monkey straps or TRX or, you know, uh, you know, smaller for, you know, ceiling and wall mounted pull-up bar. Like you can do a really well outfitted multi-modality strength and conditioning facility in a group model for inexpensive. I mean, fucking, you want some cardio equipment? They're not, they're $999. Get any one of the three concept tours and you're good to go. Anyway. So, uh, in the beginning you're reinvesting. Hopefully, you're not having to continuously reinvest in equipment because that's such a horrible investment unless you literally bought the bare minimum to get up and running, which in that case, I would have told you to wait another six months to a year until you have enough money to get the equipment you want and then open. So the investments that we see in infancy stage, when you're not hopefully dumping it back into equipment, is going to look like this. I would be recommending that that cash is not necessarily marketing. Maybe if you're you're really under the gun, the, the lease is expensive, your loans are coming due, whatever it is, then you dump it into marketing. Generally, what I recommend in an infancy stage is that you are putting money away into an account that is later gonna be used to fund a full-time employee. All right? So let's say you're gonna go ahead and you're gonna put away 300 bucks a week, $1,200 a month, And you're going to do that for a year, your first year of business, you know, which is I would consider infancy stage of business, you know, right around like when you zero to three years, infancy stage. Okay. Maybe four just depends, but that ballpark, that's what I consider infancy stage. So if you've ever gotten a call with me and they're like, yeah, we've been doing this three years. I'm okay. So you're still in infancy stage and they're like, whoa, whoa, easy buddy. No, we're not in infancy. I'm like, yes, you are. Like, you've been doing this three years. You, you told me you wanted to do it for thirty. You see the math? Like, you're in you're in infancy stage. Um, but you reinvest and Let's call that again: twelve hundred a month times twelve months. So whatever the fuck that dollars uh, twelve ten. We'll call it twelve. You know, uh, twenty four thousand. Twelve hundred a month times ten. Yeah, why can't I do the math right now? Maybe it's probably I'm driving and I'm also a fucking moron. You guys get the idea. I don't know why I can't do that math in my head right now. I feel like a complete fucking reread. Um anyway, if you put all that money and you guys don't listen to this for my mathematical skills, nor do you read my Instagram post on the typos. Whew! The like people by the way, I just kinda get this out of the way, typos are my brand voice. Okay? For the next motherfucker who tells me I spelled until with two L's and I'm like, okay, go fish your mom. I don't care, typos are my brand voice, fuck off, I've got content to make, I can't be checking spell spellcheck. Um, so you put that money aside in, a, in an account, back to the topic, and in that account just lives money that you will be able to utilize and have set aside for the first person because in the infancy stage of your business, the number one most pressing thing and need you have other than growing revenue so you can pay your rent and all that shit, is hiring that second person. And ideally, you can hire them in a full-time fashion from the jump, or you hire them from a part-time fashion and then develop them into a full-time. But I'm telling you, it is best for you to live poor as fuck for the first three years of your business and sock that money away or reinvest it into people. The idea that you're gonna open a micro gym and be taking home a salary in the first three years to me, means there's a lot of other things going on. You did very, very well. You got word out. People are buying this, that, and the other thing. But good God, like in my opinion, for the average mom and pop startup, your cash flow reinvestment needs to be in that second person. It will change your life. I mean, I'm not even saying that facetiously. You literally hire a full-time person and give them a comparable wage. It will change your life because it will change the trajectory of the business. There's not a single other thing that will do that as much as another full-time human that sees it the way that you do, is trained properly, they bust their ass like you do. Oh, I'm telling you, it's, it's the superpower. HR is the superpower of any successful business. It's also the biggest headache because human beings are complex creatures. But that's where I'd be investing, The that's where I'd be you know thinking of cash flow in the early stages. Now let's go on to your business is now in adolescence, right? It's now, it's in a growing phase, right? It hasn't been around that long, anywhere from like four to seven years. It's in this growing phase. A lot of exciting things are happening. You've got customers coming in. Hopefully, you've established the HR thing. I believe at that point, your job, because the first three years are kind of guaranteed for a micro gym. And I'm making a very broad stroke, but I mean, I don't know about you guys. I know some fucking god awful operators, just the dumbest dog shit fucking owners. That I've met, like in passing, not referring to any of my clients, um, that are fucking I mean, they're just they're horrible. They're just horrible owners that have been around for six years. It's really honestly because the expenses and overhead of a micro gym aren't that high that you can still flounder around and barely break even for I mean, a decade. So when I say everyone's guaranteed three years. I, I truly mean it. I, I, there's very few micro gyms going out of business in the first year. Okay. But now that you're in this adolescence phase, it's called four to seven years. I believe that money needs to be reinvested back into the things you probably could not afford to do, which would be brand and marketing or brand and client acquisition system, as you've been hearing me talk about a lot recently. So that's when you go back in, you're like, okay, cool. So we, we've got a much better idea as to who we are as a business. Now we did not have this level of understanding previously So now let's go ahead and refine some of this branding. Let's clean things up. We've got a pretty loyal customer base, but one of the things that's kind of holding us back is we're not acquiring them as fast as we used to. We've kind of hit that, maybe that 150 number and we're stuck there, 150 members. Now I would be reinvesting money back into the business in the form of um, marketing and brand. And specifically on marketing, not just paying for ads, but actually developing a client acquisition system. I was creating one for a client recently. And again, we call these funnels. I just hate that fucking word, right? So I was creating a client acquisition system um, for a micro gym recently, and we have a two-part paid funnel. And with that two-part funnel, the biggest thing they came back and said to me was, you know, funnel one does okay. I'd give it like a a B minus. Funnel two does amazing. And we were sitting here talking that if we would have had funnel two, which is by the way, funnel two for them is the least expensive, it costs them the least. If we would have had funnel two when we, you know, three years ago, we wouldn't need like we'd never be on this call with you. Like it, we would be perfect, like I would not have had to fucking lay away my kids' braces. Like it, all it took was a better client acquisition system. And with that being said, your, if you wait longer, which I see a lot of gyms do, cause maybe they're fearful of paid marketing. They don't know how to do organic unpaid marketing. Um, or they believe in the, you know, that in the, you know, referral only type model, The the headaches you have in years three to seven are growth-based, meaning your rent has been increasing 3% every year, your membership's growing, which means your expenses are growing because your HR is growing, which means your fix or your uh, variable costs are growing, toilet paper, wholesale goods, all that stuff. That's all growing. So you need now to be investing money into the thing that's going to also grow, you got it, revenue. So with those expenses that are now at that you know, three to seven year mark, they're on fire, They're you know, not fire, but they're you know, on steroids, they're growing fast. Now you're reinvesting money back into brand and a client acquisition system. All right? Now let's move on to a maturity level. And I really don't think maturity is seven plus years, but I'm just using that to stick with this timeline. I really like to think of like a decade as maturity, but let's call it seven years, 10 years, whatever you want. When you get to that degree of um, tenure as a business owner, now I believe that the, um, the cash flow reinvestment and what you think about cash now becomes very, very selfish, okay? Probably by that point at year seven, you've probably understood what your revenue potential is in that location. Maybe you haven't achieved it, but if you've never sat down like, okay, this is how much money I'm making now, so then what is my actual cap here? Like, what is the most money I'm going to make at this facility? If you've never sat down and figured out that math, you fucking need to. Oh my fuck. Guys, spend some time and sit down and look at what you're currently doing. Figure out the operational capacity of the building, like what you can actually do in there, and you'll see what that delta is between what you could do and what you are doing. Now, by year seven, 10, you should have a good idea as to what that is. And now I would tell you is if you're really close to it, you know, cause not everyone's going to meet that potential. Like you're not going to hit your max and hold it. I'm for, and I, am saying that hundred percent honestly, I've got gyms I work with and i just, I, we know what their potential is. We can't keep them there because of other variables. And they're just certain things that prevent the gym from doing that. So once you've kind of sat there and you've like, okay, I'm doing, let's say $350,000, um, in this location, and my potential's five, I would say selfishly at this point, you keep the marketing investment going in the brand, you obviously you know, make sure your people are compensated right, but at this point, you need to be thinking about future planning. You'd be like, okay, am I gonna open a second facility? Do I have a concept so you can I'm going to license it? Am I to start putting away money for myself? Because now, I mean, you're profitable, you gotta be profitable at this point, ideally, you got to realize, okay, we're, con- we're still chasing first place, this untapped potential. Well, in the meantime, I need to start getting, I need to have an exit. And that exit is probably cash, right? Like you're going to, you need-, you need to be extracting money out of the business. And ideally, you're obviously paying yourself well before the seven-year mark. But I know a lot of gym owners that don't, you know, because their wife makes all the money. Or they, you know, they have other sources of income. You need to be figuring out your exit. Not that you're exiting by year 10 or 15 or or 20. I mean, maybe you want to, that's fine. But I'm thinking more along the lines of you need to be addressing the concept or the belief that this location is doing okay. It could do great, but a lot of fucking things need to get in place to do great. There are a lot of businesses out there that don't have four great locations, They have four pretty damn good locations. One of them's great. The other two are good. And that averages out. And for those of you guys who don't want to open a second location, then then this is simple. Then you're just, okay, every day I go in, how do we get closer to my potential, closer to the potential of this facility? But every facility has capped potential. And if you don't believe that, you're an idiot. You absolutely have a ceiling in which you can't go any higher because people take up space and you only have so much space. So guys, as you think, the overall view of this is so early stage to review, early stage, we're reinvesting in the people. The intermediate stage, the growing stage, we're investing in the things that grow revenue, like brand and client acquisition systems. And in the uh, maturity stage, we're thinking about the future. And you're doing selfish acts with your money. You're either extracting as much cash out of the business as you can, paying yourself more, putting it into index funds, buying commercial real estate, creating new businesses, opening a second location. But you're doing selfish things with that money. And I and that is my that's an overall good general cash flow strategy um, for the average micro gym. And again, a lot of you guys are going to be in unique situations and have. If you are and you're, you still want to have a cash flow management set, like uh, a plan as you're building, as your business ages, boom, hit me up, shoot me a DM on Instagram and let's talk. But um, other than that guys, that, that should, I mean, I would love for you guys just to kind of noodle on that. Those of you guys who have never really figured out how much your gym could actually make what that cap is, you need to do that or give me a call and I'll walk you through the math on it. Um, but yeah, guys, sit on that. Tell me what you think. Let me know. Have you been following those three things? If you haven't, what have you done that's worked well? What have you done that hasn't worked well? Um, You guys know I love jamming with you. So until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.